So it's not very hard. I'm going to let you say that. <laughs> because okay. I do not know. I'm just going to call you Clarissa. Let's call me Clarissa. That's why. <laughs> that's why I pick a pen name that is so easy. Dare. Dare, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm Indonesian. Yeah. And I have this uh, Portuguese, Indonesian, whatever I made a name. Yes, nice. And people don't know how to pronounce it correctly. So I just said, I forget it. And you know, I just created the same pen name, and I think it fits it. All I right, Clarissa. Good. good. Gotta go. Go. That's good to go. All right. Can you see me still? I can. I can see your photo. Oh, you can. All right. I can. Yeah. Hopefully, it's a good photo because I cannot see the photo. Very nice. <laughs> you look lovely. 
Thank you so much, Clarissa. All right. Should we start, Clarissa? Yes, let's start. Gonna pause during pandemic. Um, I know there is never a good time for such a disaster or crisis, right? To experience this phenomenal. Not that many already experiencing unstable moods, uh, anxiety, stress, and hot flashes. Yes, menopause is really a time in life when our bodies and emotions often feel out of control and unpredictable. Boy, do I know that. With all of these additional stresses and anxiety can be multiplied exponentially, like to the roof, right? Um, menopause can happen in your 40s or 50s, but the average age, so I researched this, right, is about 51 in the United States. All right, guys, how are you? Welcome back to Dare's podcast. Apa kabar? Selamat pagi, bonjour, buenos dias, and... You know, I'm glad that you to see you guys here and thank you for choosing to be here with me and then hopefully that you keep it here for the next few minutes or so. I do have a guest this morning listening and another inspiring podcast. So I have a very special guest all the way from Sweden, menopause transition expert, Clarissa. Clarissa, with her 25 years experience, is an internationally recognized transition expert and she helps many many women who are transitioning through midlife learn how to use holistic mind-body practices to manage change and regaining confidence regain confidence and experience a new sense of freedom and a new energy boy do i do we need all of that right she's also an author of a book called the mindful menopause and believe it or not she also has a podcast and she is the host of the thriving through menopause podcast so Let's welcome her right now, and I'm sure she is listening. And I am listening, and I can hear you now. <laughs> oh, great. Oh, my gosh. There you are. I know. Zoom is acting up this morning, right? Yeah. Hi. I, I lost well, good morning. Good morning. I lost your sound there, but good morning, Nikki. I'm really happy to be here. <laughs> Yeah, you are based in Sweden, my dear, and I am here from Southern California. How is the weather and what time is it over there? Well, it's just gone 7 o'clock in the evening here, and the weather is mm, typical summer. Some nice days and a bit of rain, too. <laughs> oh, that, that's good. Yeah, we, we need some kind of rain here in Southern California. Here's a question. I, you know, went through, uh, you know, incredible, incredible accolades, by the way. I, you know, I mentioned about your book. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Uh, but, you know, and I also mentioned that you do have a Thriving Through Menopause podcast. So congratulations. I want to listen to some of that. Thank you. Thank you. So let's, let's dive in. Uh, my question, you know, so how does this COVID-19 global pandemic impact menopause, menopausal women around the world? And what, what, what do we need to know on this? You know, that's a really great question, Nikki, that isn't really being asked enough. Um, a pandemic like this makes all of us feel very anxious. That's the first thing it does. It creates a lot of stress. And unfortunately, women going through those menopause years are already under a lot of stress. We're often suffering with anxiety, we're not sleeping very well. We may feel irritable, moody, yeah, brain foggy. 
and nothing about this pandemic helps that. So oh, I think that women, that that's really dialed up. You know, like we need it more, right? We're already experiencing this unstable mood, anxiety, like I said earlier, stress, hot flashes. What do we need more, you know, exponentially? <laughs> yeah. So I think that that is the number one thing. And then right. I think, you know, being at home is in some ways, this flexibility of working from home has probably been quite good for a lot of women. And that's the flip side, because it's never all bad. Because in a way, when we don't have a great day, and we're working from home, you know, we can stay in our pajamas, or we can take some time out, nobody else needs to see our hot flashes, and you know, our running makeup, and we can sort of avoid that. (laughs) We don't do at work. But, but the, um, but, you know, that's the good side. So it's a good and a bad, but I feel a bit of concern for women at this time. And you know why, Nikki? Because I think that if they need to see their physician, that is just harder at this time. And there's a lot of women who are just not getting the medical support they need when this is going on because all resources are on about COVID. Right. What kind of... Um... I want to go back a little bit here. You, you talk about uh, support and you talk about, you know, women over there don't get enough of that. What are those uh, in Sweden, for example, um, what sort of, everybody now is online, everybody now working from home, and, you know. We all do that now. So uh, we have women suffering from that and they don't know where to go. What would you do as an expert in this field? What would you do in your courses and everything like that? Uh, through messages and everything like that through your podcast but what is it that Sweden or in your region have have created now for that kind of support in hospitals probably I'm imagining you know? in, the, in Sweden there's not that much support from our physicians it's, but if we look at take the UK I think the UK is a really good example of where women do get a lot of support there are a lot of menopause mentors. There are some really great clinics. And, and women can get support there with those people. And, and I think that's been set up more and more to be online. So you can speak to somebody online and get help. You can also have your tests. You can do home tests for your hormones and send them in and have them analyzed and get them back. So those specialist clinics have really been able to cater for women whereas your your local doctor may be under a lot of pressure yeah i mean for example i uh wanted to see my doctor my primary you know pcp my parent care physician and during the COVID, it's like no if it's not really urgent then i don't need to and they do ask me, it's like, what is it for? Well, you know, I hot flashes, let's say, you know, and it's like, it's really not necessary. But then, I mean, it's something that is really overlooked or underlooked, I should say, uh, in society where, you know, we, we mentioned about this and there's already an additional anxiety, stress, and now we're, we're encountering the hot flashes and trouble in sleeping and things like that. That's affecting everything and overall health and mental immunity, you know, um, overall in our system, you know, as a, as a human being. Yeah, so when, I mean, those are serious things and they don't make us feel better. And if we're supposed to be now juggling home, work, 
homeschooling. You know, just add a few more jobs in for me to do here. You know, <laughs> the pressure can be quite great, and I think right. you realise also that we might underperform at our work. But also, when we're all stuck together with your partner, your kids, and you are feeling irritable, moody, well, we take it out on them at the best of times. We are right. not creating great relationships. And there are, you know, in seriousness, a lot of relationships that are under quite a lot of strain at this time because of being pushed together and we don't feel very well. And then there's just lots of fighting and, and arguing because of it. And I'm not talking about the extreme. I'm just talking about normal tensions being yeah. dialed up between couples. Right. Now, tell us a little bit about your book, because your book is in relations to your, you know, your field, your expertise and everything. Tell us a little bit about your book. Not to give it away, obviously, all of it. <laughs> The Mindful Menopause. So the book is really about how we can approach our menopause differently. You know, rather than seeing it as, oh my God, it's this midlife crisis, I'm going to be very unwell, I'm going to have these symptoms, it feels like the end of the world. What I want women to do is to say, if we can get into a relationship with our own bodies if we can learn to think um, better thoughts, more positive thoughts, be kinder to ourselves, more compassionate, we have a much greater ability to see this time of life as a, as a transition because that's what it is. We are sort of moving from being a fertile woman to a not fertile woman from a, you know, that sort of when everything is your, your kids and your family and then we're moving to become that wiser woman. We're in our second spring and that's what the book's giving people guidance and support to go right. through that journey that way. Right. right. What are your best, um, you know, advices for, uh, we all tend to get busy, you know, so much busy, but the business can be, can be trimmed down a little bit and say, hey, you know what, prioritizing it, obviously, you know, managing your time uh, very effectively and all of this, because you're dealing with something right now. I mean, you're dealing, I'm talking about menopausal women around the world, and you're dealing with that too inside your body, your hormone changes and all of this. And then, you know, it's causing the family, the spouse or, you know, whoever that's around the house and sharing your own, your, your space with um, affected by it, you know, what are your best tips? tip really is it's called self-leadership and i think women yeah. need much more self-leadership um, we need to first and foremost have much better boundaries so we ha yeah. can't say oh i'll do everything yes 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 we have to learn the word no and as women we take on so much to the point where we're so tired and yeah. then you know, when your hormones are changing and your adrenals are already shot, well, you know, where are we? We are going down. We're not, no, no, we're going down. We are spiraling down that exhaustion funnel and we feel less well. So self-leadership and your boundaries. And we have to learn to have a different conversation with other people around us, whether that's our partner, our children, our boss. And we have to start to say, I need you to support me. Because they're not telepathic. If we don't ask them 
they just see mum doing everything, wife doing everything. And we have to say, I need you to step up here and help me in this way. We can say that to our colleagues too, because everybody understands. If we just shout and scream and we get irritable, they, they think, oh, what's wrong with her? She's got two heads. <laughs> but, <laughs> but if we say, I need you, I need help from you, everybody understands that because everybody at some time in their life has had to ask somebody to help them. So part of self-leadership is about asking for what we need. And, and those two things are set your boundaries, ask for what you need, and then make your self-care your number one priority. We've got to eat well, rest, exercise. It's not, it's not optional and it's important because there's a lot of changes going on that influence our long-term health. So we need to. We don't really have a choice. But we've got to put ourselves first, and it's not selfish. And that is just, it's non-negotiable, actually, I would say to women. Yeah, yeah. I, I think a lot of people, uh, stigma out there uh, suggesting that self-awareness is selfish, but in fact, it's not selfish. It's really taking care of yourself. I mean, look at what's going on around the world right now. I mean, you know, we can't control what's going on out there. It's just so insane. You know, I mean, we go crazy and spin around in circle if we want to, you know, be part of that spin sick, psych, uh, uh, spinning cycle. But it's just like, like you said, I mean, you know, set the boundaries, uh, setting the boundaries also what you want to hear. And you got to have to filter all of this information, obviously, and what works for you and for you that matters in your life, your loved ones, right? Now, I, I was intrigued about the part where you say communication, obviously, you got to have to communicate that to your spouse, you know, and asking, basically. Now, let me ask you, if the spouse is also going through, obviously not menopause, but, you know, the, uh, the midlife crisis, so to speak, for the men, um, how do you handle that? Because now we have two people around the house <laughs> in the same space, you know, experiencing, no, because the dynamic is there, right? Not just yeah. one, but now we have two. Two people are going through the same thing right now. Um, and then fighting for, they don't know what to fight because they become irritable. The symptoms are about the same, right? And so what do you do? What can you advise us in that kind of situation? Sometimes if we can't work together, we need someone to work with, like a relationship counselor or someone who works in like communication between people because sometimes we just like this an outside person and to come in and help us and that's not a failure that means that we have to learn as couples a new skill a new way of being able to talk to each other um, it may not be that your relationship is broken but it may be that the way in which you communicate isn't working so we have to learn new styles of communication so communication, you say, is very important, obviously, in any kind of relationship. So when the two people are uh, in the same space, experiencing the same similar situations, and they cannot control that, uh, then an outside person intervene that situation, so yeah. he or she will be able to advise uh, someone like you, for example, right? An expert. Someone like me, yeah. <laughs> okay. Or, or someone who specializes in communication. I'm, I mean, I have a good friend, and she works with the... Center for Nonviolent Communication, they're called. They're based in New York. But they teach people how to really beautifully communicate um, in ways that are much more helpful. 
being able to ask for what we need, learning to listen to what the person is saying. You know, it's in there are some steps that people go through and it's a great way to get people to start to be able to speak and listen differently, really relearn the way that we normally communicate because it doesn't work in this situation where we're, we're locked together. There's nowhere to be but in front of each other. And although we can take a break, it still needs, if it's getting to this, yeah, yeah. Then, it, then it's not great. Right. Then it's not great. Well, how long does it last? <laughs> that's a that's a great question, by the way. <laughs> this menopause thing, <laughs> you know, it's not going to last forever. I hope not. <laughs> you know what? Most of us would love it to be over really quickly, but that's not always the case. How long does menopause last? Well, that's a little bit individual, actually. For some women, it's just a few years. Unfortunately, for some women, it can be 10 or 15 years. That's just to do with their biology um, and sometimes the level of pressure and stress that they're under. So it's very individual. No one can ask me, uh, you know, how long is mine going to last? Because you're not the same as me. You're not the same as the person down the road. But usually it is sort of around the three to four years. It lasts until 10 to 15 years. Holy, Woo. I don't know about that. So what are what causes that besides the body chemicals, toxins? And like you said, I mean, that's very interesting. The more you are stressed, the more you're going to suffer from that, right? Through the experiencing the menopause. You're going to have a much more difficult time. You might have a prolonged time, mainly because you're... you're having difficulty getting hormonal balance so because if you're very stressed you've got a lot of cortisol and cortisol interferes with the correct production and processing of lots of other hormones in your body so everything just gets blown up because of it cortisol makes your sleep hormones go down so you don't sleep it interferes with your progesterone production. So if that's already low, it's going to knock that out. And it interferes with our estrogen processing. So, you know, stress creates havoc in the body and affects everything else. It's like, think about it like being lots of nice instruments playing in an orchestra and then this bad thing comes in. Well, the sound is... Well, it's this. It's this. Close the damn door on it. It's like, stay out. We don't want you in here. We want a little bit of cortisol. We want it at a good level where it comes up because it gives us energy. And it's not all bad. But we don't want excess cortisol that the body isn't clearing out. I mean, if we have, if we are stressed or excited, we get a little bit of a cortisol rise and, and then it goes back down. It comes up. But when it stays up, then it just plays havoc with the rest of the body and you've got this chaos going on. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when you get irritable, like irritate easily, um, anxiety, stress, and all of these things, right? Fear also, fear. We need to talk about fear. We, we yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Because it, it, it's out there right now during the pandemic, uh, the un- uncertainties and causing the fear, stress, and it's just going up and up with the cortisone and body chemicals. So what are, what are your best advice um, as far as like taking some a supplement or something like that? Because I myself personally, Clarissa, I do not believe taking, taking medication. I mean, I take supplements, you know, 
um, I call them my drugs, <laughs> you know, <laughs> my drugs. But I, I, I don't believe in that. So, you know, I've been trying to research some of the uh, the, the safe and healthy supplements that we women can take during our fifties, right? So, what are your best advices in that in that area? Area, I mean, actually having a really good basic diet is the first thing. We need a, a really strong, healthy gut before we move to supplements. <laughs> I cannot live without this. <laughs> this is every morning. I hate this. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's fine in small doses, yeah? But it's... It, it, <laughs> yeah, and, and you like... But not excess, right? I mean, I mean, this is something like nobody can... Nobody can stand between me and my Starbucks or my French fries. <laughs> and, and you know that. I mean, we all know. But what we try to do is to eat... 80-20, if you eat really well 80% of the time, we are allowed to enjoy our food too. You know, if we, ha we never have anything we enjoy, then that's not fun either. But that's not all, life. All, oh, it's not life. And we all know that too much sugar, alcohol, caffeine aren't good for our bodies. They're not good for our liver. And we need our liver to work well, to process excess estrogen in the body. That's just how it is. But, but eating well is the number one thing. And then having some additional supplements. So I like people to take magnesium. It's a great supplement. It's good for so many things in our body. And, and during the pandemic, we should be taking more magnesium because it really helps um, with immunity. Magnesium. Magnesium, yeah. It's my number one go-to. It helps us to sleep. It's good for, uh, you know, the, the body's enzyme systems. It's good for the production of a lot of important neurotransmitters that keep our moods up. So that is my number one. But we also need zinc, B vitamins, and D vitamins. So those are things we're often deficient in, but they're important too. I didn't catch your last one. It went faded away. Uh, vitamin, vitamin D and B2 and vitamin, um, yeah, and then zinc. Zinc is the other yeah. I think uh, most of the time they do come in together, right? The B2 and zinc, I believe, or the magnesium and, and zinc. I want to ask you something. Um, what about iron? I-R-O-N, iron. And I do yeah. not want to eat liver. I'm sorry. I'm not going to eat liver. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> you know what? Unless we can sometimes need iron if we've got a lot of brain fog. Because... That might be that we're slightly anemic. But as we go through our menopause years, our periods are going to get lighter and eventually, you know, less and less. So our need, body's need for iron actually drops off during this time. So whereas when we're younger and we're having a monthly period, we need more iron. As we get older, we need less of it. So that's one of the reasons why we can also dial back on red meat. We don't need to eat as much of that. And we can switch to fish and chicken. And we, we get enough iron from leafy green vegetables. Yes, I love this stuff. I really do. Spinach especially and Caesar salads. 
But, you know, I, I, I want to mention, too, um, a lot of these things that we, we eat these days, and, and this is so true, I think, in, in some, some areas, some parts, right? That it's, it's not organic, and they're all filled with chemicals and anti, you know, artificial and stuff like that. And it's so expensive if you go to organic, you know? I mean, it, it is. You go to organic, like some of the stores around here, Whole Foods especially. I mean, you, you have to spend so much. I mean, what do you do? I mean, during the, the COVID-19 right now, pandemic, people don't have jobs, no income so much. And then now we're going to have to stay healthy. What are your best advices in that area? That is such a tough thing because the toxins in our food, the pesticides in our food, you know, particularly the amount of Roundup that is used on crops is really damaging to our hormonal status. A yeah. lot of those toxins are endocrine disruptors. And if we can buy local, if you can buy organic, if you can afford it, you have to do it. But it, it is a terrible choice for people who can't afford. Um, but maybe it's about eating less meat and buying the best quality you can. You know, maybe say, I'm going to chuck the cheap chicken, which is full of antibiotics and growth-promoting hormones. I mean, really horrid things and say, I'm going to eat less of this. And if I eat chicken, I'm going to choose organic and instead I'm going to put my money into vegetables that are uh, locally grown or organic and eat more of those. And I know that's a, tough, that's a very tough choice. We want to keep toxins out of our body. So a really great way to do that is to check yeah, the toiletries you use. Often they contain toxins that are not good for our hormone balance. And the same goes for our cleaning cleaning things like our laundry products and our household cleaners. Yeah, true. So trying to use that. more natural ways to clean, um, trying to buy the best you can is really important. And filter your water. If you ha can afford and you have a water filter, filter it because our water is full of rubbish. Oh, God, yeah. What I've been doing, Clarissa, is I infuse my water with cucumber whatever you know raspberries cherries and stuff cucumber especially that's what i've been using because i i don't like that taste of the water water anything that they say oh it's it's you know purified this I, it still has that other taste or some yeah. kind of taste it doesn't matter whether you pay so much and everything it still has that so what i've been doing is just infusing it with this you know cucumbers and stuff like that that's good. That's good to do. You've got some extra nutrients and it makes you drink water, which we need to do. You know, as we get older, we don't have as much um, fluid around our joints and, and we need them. We don't want to get stiff. And sometimes women say, well, I've got pain in my joints where I'm a bit stiff. Well, some of that might not be only to do with your hormones. It could be to do with the fact you're dehydrated. So drink lots of water not you know tons and tons but drink enough water because it'll also stop you from eating the cookies and the and the and then chocolate because <laughs> it fills you up you know like my, my husband loves those cookies and everything and i say okay cheers honey cheers exactly i um you know i, I want to ask you also in this area where 
the woman, you know, all of us are really trying hard. And this is like you said, it's a transitional stage right now that we're in. So are we slowing down or are we, what are your thoughts on that? Because I, I think society, I mean, we're all stressed out. It's like, you know, especially at work. Uh, the ones that have businesses, for example, is like, what's going to be the fate in our, my business now these days in the next, you know, six months? You know, is it going to be a limbo like this or how is this? I mean, everybody just, everything is just goes so uncertain. I guess what I'm trying to say is that at this age, at this stage in our lives, what what is the best thing to do? I mean, kind of, all right. Let's slow down a little bit and, you know, taking care of our health or do you still want to force ourselves to be, you know, to be out there? I guess it's not really a question. I think it's just more a, uh, a guidance right now, you know, because it, 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 yeah. you know what I mean? I know what you mean. I would say that's kind of in two bits. I think we will slow down or we'll burn out. Uh, and that is, in case people don't listen, is that when our ovaries stop producing estrogen and progesterone, that job goes to our adrenal glands. So if you are very stressed out, then the poor adrenal goes, glands go, oh, no, not another job. And they, and they don't do that. And then we have a lot of these imbalances and greater health risks. So we need to dial down the stress so that our body can produce enough estrogen and progesterone for the normal functioning that we need as we go through menopause and beyond. The other thing I think is we can start to prioritize and choose as we get older what we yeah. want to do. And that's a big thing. You know, yeah. we should be making sure our kids stand on their own two feet. And, and yes, we have to help them now during a pandemic. But we're not a hotel, we're not a rest. we're not running a restaurant while we're working from home, you know. Come on, people, this is about, you know, families pulling together, them stepping up, us making them more and more independent, making our partners and saying, I need you to be the person that does the trash, does the laundry, does whatever, so that we prioritize and we start to question. I think this is a great time in our life to question, what do I really want to do here? What kind of a life do I want to have? Do I want to con continue with this career and this craziness? Or do I want to do something different? And maybe a pandemic also gives you that opportunity if you've been followed, if you've been, you know, your job changes. Right. yourself and say, is this what I want? Do I want to change? Do I want to do something really different here? Because maybe this isn't just a negative, it's an opportunity to do something different. Right. I think that's a lot of us are at home by, by no choice, right? And then we're all trying to evaluate that right now and think of what is it that we need to do if this goes on for the next so many months and we can't survive business-wise and what do we need to do so we're pivoting from that right we're pivoting from that and make changes and necessarily so let me ask you how are you staying sustainable uh, in your business and what are the strategy your strategies and tactics um, to cope deal with this moving target um, I'd like to hear it from you 
you know what you do and maybe you can share some of the, the tips strategies I mean you know I had already begun to move my business online and I think that is a reality of what we have to do we have to be online uh, yeah. you know yeah I moved my training online I use zoom for all my meetings and I just went okay there are no physical meetings and then you know my speaking engagements at first disappeared I didn't have any speaking engagements but then people started going oh there's a summit here would you talk online here and I just went yes 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 and actually wow. I've grown my email list during this time I've done more speaking than I ever did before but right. I, because this is more easier now yeah and very open to the opportunity and looked at my business and said, well, I've got an online course. How can I make that bigger? So recognizing that some of my more high-end one-to-one might have to wait, I put that, I put my effort into my online and grew my masterclasses. And I'm actually going to be working with a television series to run a masterclass, uh, which is very exciting. So that has opened up. And I wasn't expecting that to happen at all. So I've been very open to opportunity, collaborating, building networks, and, and working that way. And now a lot of my one-to-one clients are starting to come back because they've been through the craziness. And then they're like, oh, they're either going to go back to work or they're in that pivoting space and not sure what to do. And they're coming back to start working with me. But I think I've just stayed in there. I've stayed very present. I've posted. I'm, I'm mainly on LinkedIn, and I've posted every single day. I've done a lot of video. I put a lot of content and value out there, uh, which I hope that, and I think I'm seeing that come back to me now because we can decide whether we're going to fade away and wait for it to be over or we're going to get proactive and, and work with others to make things happen. Just planting, continue to planting the seeds because we never, we don't know when this is going to be over. How we can, they can say all they want, irrespective to how long it may last, right? Um, so yeah, I think I think great leadership skill is to continue um, showing that to others. Uh, yeah, that's great. What would you be doing different? I mean, it sounds like you already have it on and pack, right? But is there anything different that you would like to prepare um, for next time when it does happen? This, I know people are saying like there's going to be a second round there's going to be a different kind I mean you know I don't hear that I just okay whatever like you said here's my space I'm continuing to do this and this is what I'm going to do and then if even when we can't predict things are already in set, set right right and I think the other thing is listening to what those people who are in my tribe what are their pain points because it might not be fix my menopause symptoms. It might be, oh my God, right now, I don't know what direction to go in. So it's like, how can I support those people that are in my tribe in, a, in the best way I can with all my skills? Um, and that's what I'm listening for. You know, what are their needs? How's that changing? How can I help them uh, get to the other side of this pandemic? So I right. think that's being quicker at that, more tuned in, you know, across what's happening. And that means you're listening more on all the social platforms as to where people's pain points are. And if you can help them, get in and help them. 
Okay, yeah. Um, you mentioned about your tribe. So are you on social media? I mean, I, I know I always ask my podcast guests, you know, how can we get a hold of you and everything? But um, are, are you? do you have specific... That was my next question because, I mean, there are not too many groups out there, right? It's a handful of, you know, people, women like us that is going through this kind of thing and want to get together in a tribe, you know, because it's privacy for one. Um, secondly, it's, it's a very sensitive subject, right? I think to a lot of us. Um, and then it's not like something like, hey, look, we're, you know, selfie here, selfie that, and we're irritated. We're, we're living in a close group. Is that so? But I'm, I'm active on LinkedIn. That's where most of my, my tribe hang out because most of the women I work with are executive women. Um, and I'm quite active on Instagram as well because there's quite a movement of people who are looking for those sound bites and that, and that yes. on Instagram. And it's a great place to put up short stories. And then it's really the things like my podcast. So people follow my I podcast so. and I have a lot of wonderful guests on my podcast and and that's been growing and growing during this time and I'm now one of the top uh, midlife women's podcasts. I got a message today to tell me I'm in the top 15 in the world so I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> Which is a bit like, <laughs> Yeah. Like I said, I mean, you know, there is a market niche for that. There is a demand for that. I mean, all of us are seeking for solutions, you know, for answers. Um, yeah, for answers. Like, what are we doing? Like I said, sun bites maybe or uh, even even anything. I mean, I, I came here to wanting to listen from you, you know, the expert, field industry expert, and I want to listen to you too. How do I have to handle this kind of thing? And I'm writing down some notes like, okay, magnesium. Okay, I got that. <laughs> My doctor told me that too. Um, the, I know the iron may be brain fog. <laughs> After a while, it's like, you know, it doesn't work. Just like how the car, you know, it's been, it's been driven for like two decades, the car. I think it's time. The car has maintenance every 60,000 miles. Every, exactly. You know what I mean? Every 10,000 miles, it has to have... Well, service <laughs> 60,000 miles right open the hood and then okay we're gonna change the whole damn engine now <laughs> the car is going through menopause <laughs> you should ask yourself do I take better care of myself than I do of my car that's right <laughs> it's like all right honey I need some change of tires <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it's been it's been really a very educational with you, Clarissa. And, you know, I, I, I think it is a need for all of us women um, to hear this. I mean, to get all of this kind of information from from somebody like you. And um, there are a couple of things that I was going to ask you, but I want to go back to your tribe. Where do we see you there? Is it on Facebook or is it on social other social media? You'll see me. You'll see me on uh, LinkedIn. That's where I'm really every day. So okay. on LinkedIn, you'll see me post at least five times a week, uh, talking about a lot of this midlife transition uh, to my tribe. So that's where you really will connect with me. And as I said on Instagram, I'm thriving through menopause. On Instagram. And that's where I post every day as well, you know, 
information, content, quotes, some inspiration, a few pictures of me. <laughs> but, you know, sort of that sense that we are inspiring people too. So that those are the two places. I have Facebook, but I'm not a big Facebook person. I don't know. Me too. Look and I are not that great friends, but yeah. No. LinkedIn. I, I, LinkedIn. <laughs> you're, you're, you know, I'm glad that I'm not, I'm not the only one. I feel like sometimes I'm alone. People are chastising me. It's like, you know, you should be on Facebook. You should have your own tribe. You should have your own this and that, this, that. And I go, no, too much. Um, I, I am. To be honest with you, I've been taking my three-week challenge, 21-day challenge on the digital detox. Um, it's been hard, but on my phone here, I have a time limit. <laughs> I've been trying to discipline myself. How, how long? Five minutes. But then this phone, I think it lied to me. It says seven hours sometimes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I think iPhone is lying. I need to talk to Steve Jobs, whoever in charge on Apple. I, he's yeah. not, whoever that, yeah, I know he's on RIP, but oh my gosh, you know, when I looked at it, like, screen time seven hours, no, I said it for five minutes. <laughs> How did that happen? So we have a lot of room to improve ourselves. Uh, there's just so many things in life every day. I think I still believe daily routines and self-discipline is really crucial in, uh, to our success, uh, whether in a small you know, scope in life or whether in a bigger scope in life. Uh, I think it should be integrated daily routines. And I am still, I'm at this age, I'm still working on it. You know, that's what I mean. I mean, it's not a failure. It's not a shame of it. But if I don't need it, like social media, uh, Instagram, Instagram. I'm I'm taking mute myself. I mute myself. My husband said, "Are you on Instagram?" No, I'm mute. I think I'm taking vacation. How long? It's already two months. <laughs> I'm liking it. <laughs> I'm liking it because it's like I, I don't have this extra stuff that I need to post and stuff, you know. And I, I you know, I I still am improving myself right now as far as um, dealing with the internals the struggles that we, we live in, the chemical, the toxin, the everything, our, our daily habits, you know, the habits that we have, uh, what is it that we want to add, what is it that we want to delete, uh, that we're willing, I, I should say, we're willing to delete, what we're willing to add, and what are the consequences if we do so in, in those kind of things, you know, delete, add, subtract it, right? What are your thoughts? daily routines yeah, I, agree. I really agree and i really applaud what you're doing in terms of you know taking that time out doing those detoxes prioritizing where we are we we can't we can't have it all but we can't have it all at once you know that dream yeah. is, we were sold just you know that's my thought you know we can have a wonderful career but and we can have a wonderful relationship but can we really do it all so we need to have that sense of what's important to me, what gives me good positive energy, what makes me feel well and happy and fulfilled, and what does it make that it feels that it's aligned with my values in life. You know, if it's not, then everything, nothing works. And we need to do that, especially at this time of our lives. We are going to be in a turning point in so many ways 
we're going to be, you know, we're going into the next third or 30, 40 years of our life. We want that to be amazing. It's a time when we should have an amazing life and not repeat what we did before, unless there are bits of it we'd like to repeat. <laughs> we can be rebel again, you know? Absolutely. We were rebel when we were child. Now it's time to be a rebel. Is that midlife crisis? <laughs> can age disgracefully. <laughs> That's right. You know, I, I, I mentioned this in my last um, really motivational short video that we spend so much time. You know, I'm trying to piggyback what you just said, Clarissa. Um, we spend so much time already at school, behind behind classroom, behind the desk, you know, studying until our eyes blow up. Um, a lot of these things that they taught us in school and college years, it really isn't what what's in our reality on real world, you know? we That's why, you know, all of this personal development transformation is, you know, business industry is really booming, billion dollar industry, because we are seeking at this age, at our world, at adult age, adult years. We, wait a minute, we didn't study the Mississippi River divides into, you know, we didn't, we didn't look at the calculus early analysis, you know what I mean? Um, you know, we don't apply that in our daily life. What we do apply is the internal struggles, trying to be our best, trying to adapt these daily habits, self-discipline, all of these things that has to do with personal developing and personal growth. So now we are all in, 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 in sync with that. I mean, look at this. All social media talks about how to, how to, how to be the best version of you, how to uh, be successful in this kind of way. We're listening to people who have all of these experiences through their journeys, right? And we're all sharing information. We're all sharing stories. We're all sharing journeys together. Um, that's what the reality of really the world is today. Wouldn't you agree with me? agree. And I think we get so much by listening to other people's stories and by sharing our story. You know, that's the way we're reaching out and we're building authentic relationships with people because we're yeah. We have our story. And I think at our age, we have a story, amazing stories. We've been through so much. We've learned so much. We have so much to share and connect with that we must do that. And we're not having our mother's menopause. We're not going to be 60 and, you know, disappear invisibly into the background. That's not now. Oh, I won't. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm 60 now nearly, in a few weeks' time, and I'm not ready to go. I am not ready to go be a granny and be at home. <laughs> I'll be right behind you. <laughs> I, I really appreciate, you know, women like you who have, you know, grounded with the truths and stories and all of your journeys and you're willing to share that exp expertise in your field and uh, helping other women to going through these transitional uh, phases in our lives. Uh, I think that's incredible. I mean, you know, self-awareness self and soul healers and, you know, all of this, 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 like I said, I mean, the world full of change agents, I'll call them change agents, because that's what we are all. You know, we're catalysts for, for, for this kind of thing. Uh, we want to be, we don't want to be, be, be quiet because we just say, hey, you know what? That's very authentic and we want to share this with you all. I think that's incredible. 
I think it's incredible. And I have read some women's stories and I'm like, wow, how are you even standing? You know, you've been through so much, but these are really strong women. And we're coming out and we're coaching and we're mentoring other women so that they learn from us and they don't have to go through some of the rubbish that we went through, you know? Yeah, that, that, that's another thing too. It's like, hey, you know what? If you listen to this, and I, I hope you guys, you ladies out there, or men even, you know, can help your spouse or your wife or whoever, uh, wife, you know, to, to go through uh, rather in a, in a smart way, you know, what, what, what you have just resonate to all of this uh, advices and information. But more so, I think overall, um, I do want to, I'm looking at the time right now. I'm sorry. That's why I'm like a tangent a little bit here. I'm looking at the time. We have a few minutes. I'm so sorry. It took me that long <laughs> because I usually wear glasses like this. <laughs> but I gave up that. <laughs> I know. What, um, quickly here, talking about your, your podcast. When did you start your podcast, by the way? And how is it going? You said that you had been selected as a top in your country i am um, my podcast started about just over a year ago uh before that i did some meditations and talking but i i've had uh just over 60 episodes of my podcast so one a week that's about a year and i have been amazed at how this podcast has just grown and grown and grown. So we have a lot of good downloads. We have more people listening all around the world to this podcast and that it got listed in the, as the, one of the global top 15 midlife women podcasts by free Feedspot. I was like, wow. <laughs> so that's oh, amazing. And I absolutely love podcasting. I love having such great people come onto the show and talk about their life experiences, talk about what they've done and talk about how that's helped them develop and be able to help others to grow in different ways. So I don't really talk about menopause symptoms and the really painful stuff. You know, that's in people's stories if they want to share it. But it's how do we, you know, move through this time of life? How do we become stronger women because of our stories and because of learning from others and that's what the podcast is about really that that's really incredible I, I, I think a lot of us trying to send out the messages through a lot of platforms and right now if um it has been podcasting right uh but i think it's more effective a lot of people are busy and then they only have so much time it's very convenient very effective also i'm glad that you enjoy that and i gotta check it out i have to check it out thank you Thank you. And I, I, I just love that, that this is such a great medium and there are now nearly a million podcasts out there. I have to say there are not that many podcasts for women. We, we still have a way to go, girls, to get our podcasts out, you know, that are, are women specific. And I think that's because we're only just learning how to talk about our experiences openly. Yeah, that, that's the perfect word to say it openly. I think if we're willing to be open up a little bit, um, uh, so much, uh, I think there's so much to learn from each other, so much to learn from each other's experiences, an authentic journey, you know. Um, I think that's a must. I completely agree with you on that. Hey, listen, looks like we're running out of time. I have my glasses on. 
<laughs> so you can check the time. <laughs> I know. Uh, we got to bring you back. We got to bring you back. It's always a pleasure to see another rising and thriving and, you know, choose to continue making so much positive impacts for others. And, you know, women like yourself, Clarissa, um, especially during the times of chaos, like uncertainties like this, I think that speaks volume for the uh, credibility of a character, you know. Uh, I really appreciate you. And any last thought also, so the listeners get a, get a hold of you. I know that we talk about your podcast and how did they get a hold of you on your LinkedIn? If you go to LinkedIn, I'm there as Clarissa Christensen, or you can find me on my website, which is clarissachristensen.com. So Great. My name if you if you can spell my name <laughs> I will have a- oh i know huh? i will have all of that stuff um all of her information contact for you guys to reach out to her as she's incredible um and listen to her podcast um on on her bio podcast bio so no worries about that clarissa's point of difference is her thriving through transition methodology in today's society and we heard that in an early part of this podcast uh especially during the uncertainties like now where all the stress and anxiety level may increase by default so we need what he, she says holistic mind body approaches to address not only the physical but the mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects of this life transition, right, Clarissa? That's right. Nikki, I just love being here and talking to you. I'm so grateful. Thank you. Oh, you're quite welcome. We, well, we love having you. And this is something that, you know, like you said, I mean, this is something so needed to be talked about, needed to be openly to talk about, you know. Uh, folks, reach out to her through her social media and email. Uh, like I said, I will have that information in the podcast bio. Uh, you don't have to go through this all alone. No, you don't. You don't have to go through this all alone. She's there. She has her own tribe. Reach out to her on LinkedIn. She's out there uh, ready to guide you. You guide all of us here through this journey and life transition her website just in case i'm going to spell it out for you guys clarissa c-l-a-r-i-s-s-a k-r-i-s-t-j-a-n-s-s-o-n.com all right so that's all for me last thing before we go though i want to mention about mental immunity it is the vein of emotional resilience. I know that I mentioned this before. It is what happens when we condition our minds to not only expect fearful thoughts or external challenges, but to tolerate when they occur. It, it, it's just, you know, avoiding the pain and recognizing that it will be part of the journey. I just want to mention that to you guys all, to you ladies out there, um, sick within. And, um, just live your life completely grounded in your truth, you know, as well as your beauty and power and everything else about it stay healthy in body and mind guys ladies stay safe and sane when you live for your happiness and to serve others your life will overflow with joy remember this and i want to throw this out and share it with you guys i do not have hot flashes i have short private vacations in the tropics and that's why i spend most time by the beach <laughs> but I can't do that anymore. <laughs> Thank you again, Clarissa, for sharing your industry experts and all of your expertise and sharing inspiring story, which hope to resonate to a lot of ladies, a lot of women out there listening. 
After all, we women are the catalyst to greater things in this planet, guys, whether we know it or not. So thank you for all you do, Clarissa, and thank you for your services that you extend to many by healing processes. And, you know, for our listeners, if you enjoy listening to this, please do post and share this podcast to others. Share it, like it, tweet it out, Facebook like it. You know, all this fancy stuff you all do daily. Get the word out there. All right. Okay. Don't forget to subscribe uh, to if you are listening on your YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe. We'd love to see you. We'd love to see your comment. And I am on LinkedIn too, guys. Come on over and connect with us there with me and Clarissa. Also post videos regularly on YouTube channel. Check it out. Some inspiration, educational stuff. Don't forget to subscribe, like I said. Share it and leave me the feedback. Feedback is always a true gift for me and it means a lot. All right. So all our broadcasts here are available in all participating platforms, uh, namely our heart, radio, and iTunes. Again, Clarissa, thank you so much for your, uh, just for being here this morning and wishing you the best of the best and more success in your career in all what you do. All right. Please stay safe for your loved ones and children and family. Please come back soon. Sampai jumpa, guys. Selamat pagi. Selamat sore. I am Nikki Dare, and I really, really appreciate you to be here with us. Thank you so much. Oh, you're quite welcome. I really enjoyed this session a lot, and we really want to invite you in about three, four months to see how you're doing. And I know it's kind of late right now in Sweden. Really appreciate your time. Thank you so very much, and God bless. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, Clarissa. Bye. Can't see my face, <laughs> but okay. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. My face is frozen. <laughs> I got your picture, and I got black screen. <laughs> I know. All right. Nice to have you in our podcast. Hopefully, we see you soon again. And God bless. Thank you, Nikki. Have Stay safe. Day. You too. You. Have a great week. Enjoy it. All right. Bye. You have been listening to Nikki Dares Radio, a podcast of sustainability with your host, Ms. Nikki Dare. Nikki Dare's life has been spent passionately in helping others going through transformation, both personal and professional. Workshops on safety preparedness, situational awareness are available. Also available, the Transformational Coaching Series. For corporate and private group pricing, please contact us. Please visit her website, NikkiDare.com. All of her broadcasts are available for free download on iTunes podcast, Nikki Dare. For more details on opportunities for sponsorships and speaking engagements, please email us at education at NikkiDare.com. Join her next time, Living in Purpose and Passion. Our mission is to live a sustainable life with your host, Nikki Dare. Thank you.